Welcome, Zach Gordon, to the initial podcast of PlanCharlotte.org. Today we're going to talk about Kannapolis. Kannapolis is an unusual, possibly unique place, uh, about 40 miles north of Charlotte, and Kannapolis has bought its downtown. The city now owns the historic downtown center. And Zach, who's been a planner here for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. gets to plan what happens. Would you give us a brief description of what downtown Kannapolis looks like, the style of the buildings and so on? Downtown Kannapolis um, is, as you said, a, a unique um, environment. It was built in the 30s um, by the, uh, the Cannon uh, Mill uh, owner, uh, Mr. Cannon, who um, realized that the uh, uh, people who worked for him needed some place to shop and a little bit more uh, of a uh, of a center, and so um, the uh, what's known as Cannon Village, or historically has been known as Cannon Village, um, is a replica, or I should say, a facsimile of uh, Williamsburg, and so you have the uh, you know neo uh, Georgian architecture. Uh, brick building, uh, primarily one story uh, with uh, some architectural treatment, but uh, very, very much modeled after Williamsburg uh, with a a center median uh, down um, the main main drag, uh, shops on either side, uh, terminated vista on one end, you have a church, on the other end, uh, you have the Cannon Mills uh, at that time, the main operation. And so uh, it is a uh, relatively new downtown, uh, but uh, it is uh, still intact. Um, and uh, space-wise, uh, about 350,000 square feet of what I will call usable space. Uh, there's also a fairly significant amount of basement space that could double that to about 700,000, but for the purposes, I think, of what we're looking at for redevelopment, about 350,000 square feet. And um, it, uh, it has stood the, uh, the test of time. Um, when uh, we were investigating the purchase of the downtown, uh, we did have uh, what I will term a forensic architectural and engineering assessment. That's a mouthful. Uh, but we had um, a, uh, an assessment done of every building from top to bottom, from roof to foundation, uh, and all the components, electrical, plumbing, structural. Um, and the buildings are in relatively good shape uh, for 70 plus years. Uh, you know, in, in most cases, structurally sound. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, it needs updating of some things, but in pretty good shape, and certainly the foundation for what we're going to do in the future. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about how Kannapolis itself came to be. It's got an unusual history. Yes, it does. Um, Kannapolis uh, is a classic mill town uh, or a mill village. Um, in, in about 1906, uh, the, uh, the man who would develop uh, Cannon Mills, uh, James Cannon, um, decided to, uh, to locate his textile operation in, Cannon, uh, in Kannapolis. And um, so you know, he, he proceeded to develop uh, the, uh, the mill, and um, it, uh, it grew and uh, became one of the larger mills in this country uh, as well as uh, in the world. Um, most people are familiar uh, 
who maybe are a little bit older with Canon towels um, and so Canon sheets, all that kind of uh, product. And so it was a very thriving uh, business and you know, at its height employed over 20,000 people. Uh, and so that was really the impetus for Canapolis being formed. Um, the, uh, the story about how Canapolis got, his, got its name is an interesting one. People ask me, uh, Canapolis, where did that come from? And I tell them, well, uh, Mr. Cannon, and if you change the C to a K, that's how you got Canapolis. The story is that he wanted to distinguish himself from the established community of Concord, which began with a C. So now Canapolis is the only uh, municipality that we know of in the world uh, with that name. So it is unique in that sense. And um, for the longest time, this was a very large community, but it was not an incorporated city. That's right. Uh, the city did not incorporate until 1984. Um, and at the time it incorporated, uh, it was one of the largest communities in the state that had not been incorporated um, and uh, did not get zoning until 1988. Uh, so zoning has been a relatively recent phenomenon, uh, only about uh, 28 years. And so, uh, yeah, a very young municipality. So essentially, Canapolis was a company town. And the company abandoned it because the company really is no more. Um, So what's the state of the economy in Kannapolis? Well, the state of the economy is uh, is good. Um, uh, You're right, the the mill closed uh, in 2004. Um, The the person who purchased the mill, uh, David Murdoch, uh, proceeded to uh, tear down all of the buildings. We do not have any remnant of the mill uh, except for certain pieces and, and that we've stored in different places and cupolas. Um, but in its place uh, was a plan developed uh, for uh, the North Carolina Research Campus, which is a, uh, an undertaking of Mr. Murdoch. It was his uh, brainchild. Um, and the focus is on research, uh, nutrition and health research to try to combat some of the um, diseases uh, that uh, cancer and others. Uh, so a lot of plant-based research and research uh, um, fruits and nuts and all that kind of thing to try to come up with some, uh, you know, so hopefully some, some breakthroughs in, uh, in medicine. Uh, so the, the research campus was uh, was was envisioned as a uh, a million square foot. Um, I would call it a mixed use uh, employment technology center, where the centerpiece would be the research campus, and then around would be housing and some retail and uh, that kind of thing. Um, so initially, the uh, there were three buildings put up, about three hundred seventy-five thousand square feet. Uh, one of which houses the um, core lab for the research campus, and there's two other sister buildings. Um, but the, uh, the, the economic downturn in 2008 uh, put a damper on the balance of the development, um, and uh, in the interim, uh, the city decided uh, to acquire the downtown. And so now that things are moving uh, in a positive direction, we're, we're moving uh, you know, towards redevelopment of downtown. Um, before I ask you to go into more detail about the city buying the downtown, um, is Canapolis a place that's growing or a place that's dying? I mean, it's clearly lost the whole textile industry underpinnings. Right. 
Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, Kannapolis is is a mill a historical mill village, and like a lot of mill villages uh, around Charlotte or around the country, uh, you know the transition from mill uh, to twenty uh, first century economy has been somewhat painful, uh, and and nowhere more than Kannapolis, where uh, when the mill closed, approximately four thousand people lost their jobs. But as far as the growth of Kannapolis, it's actually been very positive. Uh, the last several years. Kannapolis is a community uh, which has a fairly large geographic area. Um, you know, presently just about 34 square miles in our corporate limits, uh, but uh, we do have uh, the ability and the potential to annex up to 60 square miles total, so another 26 square miles. And so uh, there is a fair amount of growth occurring in our western border, uh, our western uh, um, geography, adjacent to uh, Mecklenburg County, where Charlotte is uh, is located. So we're seeing a very healthy, as a matter of fact, I just saw the numbers for March, uh, and we had um, the largest number of single-family building permits issued in March than we have in the last two years. And so most of our growth is in our western area, uh, the older part of town uh, that's already been developed, we're seeing some growth, but most of it is new growth, so people are moving into the city, into the areas that uh, are uh, slated for expansion. So tell me a little bit about how the city made the decision to buy the downtown. Um, how much they paid for the land, how much land did they buy, what, what did they, why did they think they needed to take this somewhat drastic step? Right. So, again, you know, since 2004, when the mill closed, the downtown has uh, languished. Um, and, uh, you know, over the last several years, I think, you know, post-recession, as the city and a lot of communities were looking to rebound from the economic downturn, um, you know, we viewed uh, the, uh, the research campus really as, the, uh, as a major asset. And so... You know, one of the um, one of the dynamics that was occurring is that you know the the research campus was looking to expand, but some of the businesses who would look at the downtown said, you know, the downtown is not really thriving, and it was somewhat of a uh, a negative, and so I think the city council came to a point where they said, you know, we really need to look at buying the downtown, and so the process occurred very quickly. Uh, the uh, the owner uh, of the property, uh, Mr. Murdoch, uh, agreed uh, to sell it to the city, um, and we did close the purchase uh, in October of 2015 uh, for approximately 8.5 million dollars uh, and about 55 acres. Uh, so that that included the historic Cannon Village and then a parcel that was adjacent to it about another. 16 acres. So you own downtown. What happens next? Well, what happens next is um, we, are, we are at the uh, final stages of completing a development plan for the downtown. Uh, the city has uh, contracted with uh, Development Finance Initiative uh, out of uh, Chapel Hill, uh, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, uh, in their school of government. And they are working uh, on a plan uh, with us uh, that will provide essentially a roadmap for development.
When is that plan going to be... When is it scheduled to be adopted and put into... Plan is scheduled to be completed uh, about July of this year, July 2016, and adopted uh, about that time. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, as I said, in the final stages of, of review and, and making some tweaks to the plan, uh, but that plan will be the roadmap for redevelopment of that area that we acquired. Looking 10 years out, what would you like to see downtown Kannapolis have turned into? Well, I think the, the single biggest um, change that we would like to, to see and, and one that we're focusing on initially uh, is the reintroduction of residential growth in the downtown. Um, the, uh, the downtown area at this point uh, has exactly 11 residential units. 11. Um, so it, there's a void, and, and those are, those are multifamily. There's some, some small single family that, uh, at South End, but um, we are really um, focused on the introduction of residential. Obviously, along with that would come support uh, retail and commercial, and then um, office and employment that um, would, uh, would, would make for a revitalized uh, center. Uh, we did have a market study that gives us uh, a, a fairly good uh, uh, forecast for what the downtown can support, and so the development plan is really going to dovetail with that in uh, promoting that type of uh, development pattern. When we took our walking tour of downtown, I, there were a lot of empty storefronts and a lot of storefronts that had something going on mm -hmm. in them um, and a couple of fairly large-sized buildings. Um, do you think any of those buildings are suitable for something sort of trendy like microbreweries or distilleries? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we've had some discussions um, with uh, individuals who are interested uh, in the downtown for a microbrewery um, and... Um, so uh, I think very much, uh, you know, that is uh, uh, a, a possibility. Um, you know, downtowns uh, have, have become uh, a, a hot item in the last 15, 20 years, the return to the downtown. Um, and, you know, downtowns for smaller communities like Kannapolis uh, are, are no different. People... Um, you know, 60, 70 years ago went downtown even in a small community and there were shops where you could purchase things. And so the reintroduction of people uh, into the downtown obviously is going to drive that, um, that dynamic. But the other piece of it is that perhaps was not the case 60, 70 years ago is that revitalized downtowns now are people attractors. And that's something that we're focusing on as well, getting people from outside the community into the downtown. I know that the the GFI plan and things that you've said in the past have talked about the real wish to introduce more residential density into the downtown area. Do, is the city council or the is the citizenry supportive of that? Residential density in a lot of places makes people um, get real scared. Well, um, yes. As a matter of fact, the uh, the city council. Uh, did adopt a, uh, a series of principles, which um, uh, one of which was increased density and height. And so there's a recognition that uh, 
you know, th there will need to be a greater density. I, I think that, you know, again, the, the situation in Kannapolis is one where uh, there is a, a consensus, and I would say it's a broad consensus, both city council and the community, uh, to see the downtown revitalized. And the way you're going to do that is to uh, introduce density. Obviously, along with that comes uh, some height. But uh, no, the city council is fully supportive, and uh, at this point, the public has been as well. We're sitting in a beautiful new city hall building, which just opened in the last six months. When did it open? Uh, the City Hall actually uh, opened, we had a ceremonial opening, if you will, in December of 2015, but we started moving uh, operations here at the end of January of 16, and so uh, we're fully in now. February and March, we, we moved everyone in. Um, but you're right, this is a, uh, uh, an absolutely wonderful facility. Uh, it houses all the municipal functions from the police and fire to administration, finance, planning, public works, recreation, uh, customer service, everything under one roof. And so it is a, uh, what I'll call a legacy building. Uh, it is certainly a hundred year building. It'll be here for a long, long time, certainly long after I'm, I'm, uh, I'm no longer here. Uh, but uh, it is, I think, both uh, functional as well as symbolic about the new Kannapolis, which is, uh, again, a, uh, a, a move from mill uh, town to uh, a thriving uh, ex-urban community. One of the sort of cultural markers of a lot of mill communities is don't get above your raisin. And I wonder if this beautiful, very large building, has it, has it provoked any citizen concern that it's just too majestic? No, it hasn't. Uh, I think quite the opposite. Uh, people are very proud of it. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we had our uh, ceremonial opening in December, um, we had a packed house, and a number of those people were citizens, older residents who had been here when the mill was in its heyday. And, and frankly, the mill was a great source of pride for the people in this community. Uh, you know, it, it, at its height, it had over 6 million square feet of, of mill space. I mean, this was a huge... Uh, facility and many, many people in the village either worked for or uh, supported in some way the mill's operations. So, no, I think this is a, uh, uh, you know, the community is very proud of this building. Um, when I was walking through the downtown with you, what I saw were a lot of spaces that I think could be attractive to small local businesses, the kind of businesses that have gone into the North Davidson mm -hmm. Street Noda area of Charlotte, or maybe Carborough outside of Chapel yeah. Hill. Um, but it's hard for developers to lease to small businesses because they can't get financing. Um, does the city have a strategy for trying to keep those spaces local, or, or what do you envision happening there? You'll get an anthropology store, and that'll be great, or what? Well, I, again, the uh, development plan that um, DFI uh, is working on for us, Development Finance Initiative, uh, will uh, address that. Uh, as a matter of fact, our, uh, our city council uh, at their next meeting is going to be uh, hearing from DFI on that very subject, on leasing of existing space. Um, it, um, you know, it, it's certainly something that we want to uh, encourage you know, local business, um, but uh, you know, the, the first actually development in the downtown will be a demonstration project, which we anticipate 
uh, will uh, be breaking ground sometime in 2017 for a uh, multifamily residential comp uh, complex with uh, some ground floor retail uh, that will be the first new development in downtown uh, for uh, you know under the development plan. Yet, I believe there's a Walmart going up. Um, if I had a really good arm, I could probably throw a rock and yep. hit where the Walmart's going up. Talk about how you right. see that affecting the potential for downtown retail. Right. So the, there is a, uh, a neighborhood market, Walmart, their, their newest uh, business model, if you will, smaller size grocery, which really is uh, consistent with the trends across this country for smaller grocery, not larger grocery, as the, uh, the, the, the market gets... Uh, segmented uh, finer and finer. Um, the, the presence of that, in my view, uh, is not a bad thing. Uh, frankly, in, in most cities historically, uh, that's where you did your shopping anyway. Um, this uh, particular uh, building will have to adhere to our center city design guidelines, which are the highest uh, in the city. Uh, and so we will have a building uh, that uh, you know will will be um, a an urban uh, type of uh, layout uh, fronted on a street with uh, public accessibility on all fronts. So we're we're happy about it. Talk a little bit to the planners in our audience. Um, Kannapolis just got its zoning code in the late 1980s. Um, talk. What kind of zoning code do you have now? How how did that transition? All right, so initially we had um, you know, conventional code, uh, 1988 uh, through uh, 2000, uh, and then in 2000 the city adopted a unified development ordinance, um, which has some form-based elements, primarily in our downtown, um, but also along some of our growth corridors where uh, we, we have restrictions on um, you know, buildings and, and parking, pedestrian accessibility, those types of things. Um, so it is a hybrid of sorts, um, but uh, I think uh, you know, certainly it, it, it allows for uh, the kind of quality development in our downtown that we're looking for and uh, in newer areas that we're looking to see uh, grow as well. Are you going to need any kind of a downtown zoning overlay, or do you think the existing code is going to let you do what what you want to do? So we looked at that initially, um, and um, the, the in my view, uh, we don't need an additional overlay, again, because the center city uh, code uh, is primarily a... Um, a form-based code, um, you know, buildings uh, and business commercial uh, um, uh, buildings have got to have fronting. They've got to front a public street, a square, or a plaza. Uh, there's got to be pedestrian accessibility, um, activation of the ground floor with, uh, with retail or some other sort of uh, act activity. So uh, we feel fairly good about that. And once this development plan uh, is adopted, that will provide an additional level that uh, we'll have to adhere to. And so we feel fairly good about uh, uh, the, uh, the downtown and development. So you, you've talked some about the growth in Kannapolis, which is primarily in the western mm -hmm. part of the city. It's next to Mecklenburg County. It's a lot of suburban growth. Mm -hmm. um, there's a kind of a power center, I guess, called Afton Ridge out that way. And I'm guessing a lot of the people that are moving there are maybe people who work in Charlotte or Mecklenburg County. Um, how do you do? You see that those 
folks, the newcomers to Kannapolis, are going to be interested in the history and the traditions of Kannapolis, the mill town? Well, there's one thing I've learned over my career, and that is people uh, like things convenient to where they live. And so, you know, now where we have uh, folks who are in our western uh, jurisdiction who may have to travel to Charlotte or to other communities around uh, this area, uh, our downtown will offer an alternative for that. And so, uh, you know, we're looking at some things uh, that will, as I mentioned, will attract people to downtown, uh, including a, a new baseball stadium in our downtown. Um, we have presently a stadium located on our uh, outer uh, jurisdictional boundary, uh, but that stadium uh, is in, in need of some repair. And uh, so the city council is looking very seriously now, bringing that into the downtown and building a new stadium, again, to serve as a, uh, an attraction for uh, not only people you know, within the community, but also for the greater uh, region. Um. Is it double A, single A, and what's the name of the team? Single A, and it is the Intimidators. So the Kannapolis Intimidators, and, and yes, there is a connection between the Intimidators and the Intimidator, uh, who was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Um, and uh, that, that uh, uh, he did give his uh, consent to use of that name uh, before he, uh, he, uh, he died. Uh, but uh, it's a single A team. Uh, team was just purchased uh, by a new owner, but uh, their intention is to uh, keep the team here and to to really see some growth and, and development. What um, what team are they affiliated with? They are affiliated with the White Sox. White Sox. Yeah, so they're Chicago White Sox, which of course is also the AAA team affiliation in Charlotte. Knights are affiliated with the uh, um, White Sox as well. In your career as a planner, you've been in a small New England town. You've been in a booming suburban place, Huntersville, right outside of Charlotte. And now you're in this old mill town. Mm-hmm. Um, how are those places different, and how are they alike? Well, you know, obviously, um, New England, by and large, um, has been developed, um, and it's, it's built out in, in, most, um, in, in many respects. Um, you know the, the 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 boom community I was uh, I was in previously in Huntersville, uh, you know grew from three thousand in the nineteen nineties to almost sixty thousand today, um, and of course Kannapolis is a historic mill village that uh, uh, had had its heyday, but now is uh, is is rebooting, um, you know for twenty first century uh, uh, development, uh, and I think that the thing that they all have in common is people. Uh, want to um, have a community that they can uh, do everything that they want to in it. So it comes down to uh, people want to be able to uh, have the amenities. They want to be able to have recreational opportunities. They want to be able to work in close proximity to where they live. Um, In New England, of course, historically, uh, that was was the pattern. Uh, you you, you, You live very near where you worked. Uh, and whether it was a streetcar suburb uh, or just a, a small New England town uh, that uh, you know was centered around a, a mill, uh, that was the case. Um, you know the uh, the mill village obviously was a a modern reincarnation of that. Uh, but uh, with manufacturing moving into you know different locations and the economy changing, uh, communities need to be responsive to. 
the changing economy. And, and I think that that's one thing that uh, uh, communities that are going to thrive are going to have to be able to do. And it comes down to, again, proximity to major uh, uh, metropolitan um, location within a major metro area. Uh, and we are uh, within. So we, we're positioned very well, and location is always uh, important. What cities have you looked to as models for how you'd like your redevelopment plan to play out? Well, I think that there's some very good uh, examples nationally. Um, you know, within the region, uh, certainly, you know, the, the, the marquee example is Charleston, South Carolina, which is a, a city that uh, Joe Riley built um, and, and over the past 25 years has become a, a world-class destination, uh, not only for tourism, but now for employment uh, and other ventures. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina is another great example. Um, you know, again, 25 years ago, very intentional decision by the, by the city to come up with a master plan and stick with that plan. And now there are oh, the national retailers like Anthropology and Barnes and Noble and go down the line of the who's who in retail uh, that are located in that downtown along with hotels, uh, arts and entertainment uh, venues. Uh, so, you know, we, we uh, realize that um, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but I think the key is, you know, again, uh, the plan that we're putting together uh, that ultimately will serve as the, uh, the roadmap uh, for that kind of uh, renaissance in, in our downtown. So it seems to me that, that reinvigorating downtown Kannapolis might not be all that easy. Um, talk about how you view this type of job. Well, you know, easy is a, is a, is a relative term. Um, I will say this. We have all the raw materials and we have all the potential to make Kannapolis a thriving uh, community and for the downtown uh, to be a thriving uh, downtown. So, you know, I, I view it really from the perspective of what do we need to do to take all that potential and to energize and activate it uh, to uh, realize our potential, and it all starts with a plan. Um, I'm a, uh, uh, my background is in long-range planning, and so I'm very big on setting up a vision and a plan and working that plan. And again, Charleston and Greenville are perfect examples of communities that have done that very successfully. But it comes down to a plan, um, and most great communities and most great cities, uh, both nationally and internationally, uh, had a plan. When I talked to you before, you talked about what a dream job this was, mm -hmm. and I'd love to get you talking some about that on this podcast. Yeah, it really, uh, really is a dream job. Um, you know, I, I was born in Manhattan. I was actually born on Fifth Avenue. And so I guess when you were born uh, in, in that location, development is kind of in your blood. Um, and so I've always been very interested in uh, seeing growth and development occur. Um, obviously, coming from Manhattan to Kannapolis is somewhat of a, uh, you know, a long journey. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, this job... Uh, really uh, is the culmination, I view it as a culmination uh, of, of my career professionally uh, because it allows me uh, to, um, to, to both uh, be involved in a long-range vision for the rebirth and revitalization of this community uh, as well as the day-to-day uh, -day, uh, review 
and um, directing of that development and uh, got a great staff here um, and uh, just a lot going on. And there really is a, a very strong desire on the part of the uh, elected officials and the community as well to really see things move forward. And as a planner, um, that is just not something that you either see uh, very often or you take for granted. So there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of work to be done, but there is support for that work. And so that's that really what's makes, what makes this a dream job. One last question. Think about the downtown and what's there now. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the three most important sites or places or businesses or locales in the downtown that, that you think are the treasures of the city? So if, if someone were to land in Kannapolis and, uh, and want to know what to do, certainly the, the first thing that they would have to uh, visit would be the Gem Theater, uh, which is uh, a theater built in the 30s. Uh, actually burned down and rebuilt again shortly thereafter, but uh, it's a single screen theater, uh, approximately 900 seats, that you can still see a movie for $4. Um, And uh, so it is a wonderful theater with a beautiful marquee uh, that sits uh, right in the middle of our downtown. Um, Certainly on the new front, uh, the North Carolina Research Campus is a uh, a, a very impressive uh, facility that is doing some of the most cutting-edge research on uh, bio uh, and, and plant science research uh, in the country uh, with institutions like Duke, uh, Wake Forest, Chapel Hill, uh, and others here. Um, but a third, I would say, uh, to visit would be the um, Music Hall of Fame and Curb Motorsports. So we are in the center of obviously race country. Uh, and Dale Earnhardt Sr., the native of Kannapolis, um, as a matter of fact, at one point, the, um, uh, the, the road entering uh, from the west into the downtown uh, was uh, renumbered, which doesn't happen very often uh, in, in, in any state, uh, to Route 3 to coincide with Dale Earnhardt's uh, car number three. And so anything uh, really that uh, you know, starts and, and ends with sports is, uh, is a focal point. But there is a, a, a Hall of Fame, Music Hall of Fame, North Carolina Music Hall of Fame, and a motorsports museum right in downtown Kannapolis. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And I hope we talk again, and I'll definitely be back. My pleasure. Glad to have you.